the top five things that the CSI Miami computer is going to do for your social feed. Images have the power to transform us. Great visual storytelling through photos, video, design, and sound have the power to move us from logic and reasoning to an emotionally driven state. Our behaviors and actions, especially as consumers, are driven by emotion. This makes visual branding the most powerful tool in your marketing machine. My name's Alec Watson. I'm a visual branding specialist. I've worked with brands ranging from pop stars to presidents. I've had an unusual career that started with gold and platinum records in music production and moved on to my first love of photography and filming. I'm excited to learn with you from business luminaries I work with, look up to, and admire. I want to make a difference in your life by raising the power of your visual brand. In three, two, one. And welcome to the Your Visual Brand Podcast. Alec Watson here in the studio. I am excited to bring to you today the top five things that the CSI Miami computer is going to do for your social feed. Okay, so you don't exactly get the CSI Miami computer, but our software now is actually beating what they did back in 2000. When I used to watch that show, I used to hate those sections of the show. And hate is not too strong a word in this case. As a photographer, I used to find it really upsetting when they would look at the computer and uh, David Crusoe would step up there and go, uh, zoom, enhance. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized how bad a David Caruso impression that was. Even if I tried, I couldn't really do one. But if I think about it, hold on, he had a, like a, that clicky voice we did when we were kids, when you kind of talk, Zoom. No, still the world's worst David Caruso. But the point, the point is that he would step into the computer and for some reason the people in the room wouldn't actually think to zoom in on that license plate. Uh, so thankful he was there to tell people to enhance, zoom, enhance, zoom. And of course that wasn't, wasn't the only show. Uh, Star Trek does it. Uh, MacGyver does it. Oh, you name the show where they have to look at something. They, they all do that. Enhance, zoom. We're, we're kind of there. Uh, Photoshop last week came out with their own AI enhanced zoom. I tried it out. It really works. So let me give you a little primer on what AI can do and what it can do. And then we'll go through the top five. So, so quick primer. This is the Alec guess at what AI is doing. Cause in reality, we actually don't know. It's kind of like we're, we're training these computers to see things and to recognize patterns, we don't know exactly how they're doing it, but it's their version of their learning. And so we could say, okay, this is what hair looks like here. This is what hair looks like here. We can feed them very quickly uh, hundreds of thousands of images of hair. And then you could give it a an image where <laughs> you could give it an image of Alec with no hair and say, hey, put some hair on him. And it could believably put hair on me because it's seen so many images of hair, kind of like an artist interpretation of hair. It's going to throw hair on there. So it's going to be really good at doing stuff like that. Unfortunately, in the cases of like a license plate at, you know, a mile away, that zoom enhanced zoom, not going to work so much where 
where there's enough information to guess at a letter or pixel, it will then be able to turn that guess into the exact look of the correct letter. Like it could zoom that license plate in all the way because it knows what a license plate and what those letters look like. But if there's not enough information to refine that information, it it can't do anything at all. Uh, As as another, for instance, if say I had a, a word tattooed on my forehead, a really tiny one, The computer could put hair on my head and know exactly what that's going to look like. But if the picture wasn't good enough to uh, refine the tiny word on my head, it, it can't read it. It can't recreate that. So it can only recreate things that it can say... I can define what that is. So I don't know if you've ever tried saying to Siri, because this one amazes me. Hey, Siri, find me pictures of my dog. Interestingly, if you have a dog... (laughs) <laughs> my my iPhone just told me to unlock it first. Uh, interestingly, if you do that and you have a cat and a dog, it recognizes the difference between cats and dogs. I find that super interesting. Like I, we, of course, know that, but how does Siri know that? That's that's kind of interesting to me. Siri's about to talk to me again in the studio here. I'm just going to turn that down. So. AI is super interesting stuff. How is it going to make our life better? Here's your here's your top five ways. Uh, kind of order of importance for me. So in number five position for AIs making my life better on my social feed, noise. What's noise? Well, it, it's that graininess in your photos, especially kind of evening photos, evening photos of skies, cityscapes, but definitely interior night shots of people. This is coming built into your phone. This is going to be also in post and AI. And, and why can it do that? It can do it in the same way that our eyes actually do that. Uh, in this way, our eyes and uh, a chip on a computer, on a, a camera, I was going to say computer, I guess the same thing, are, are very, very similar in that our eyes also suffer from noise. And sometimes if you concentrate on the noise, you, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to go, oh, I've got all sorts of noise in like um, just weird speckles. It, it's too dark for me to really see color. But our brain interprets the color, uh, fills in those gaps, and it kind of gets rid of all that noise so that we can actually see. Like I have to wear glasses these days all the time. I, it, that was a very quick change for me. My brain has now learned to see without glasses, and I believe I can see detail. And so I, just like the computer, I'd be able to see hair on your head. I could see eyelashes, and it's because I know what they look like. But again, if you had a tiny word on your forehead, I'd have to put my glasses on because my brain can't fill in those gaps. So noise, uh, we're going to have noise-free images. That's super exciting. Not only that... You're going to be able to go back in time to those old pictures from 2008 from your iPhone 1. I'm not sure if that was iPhone 1, but it seems about right. Uh, From iPhone 1 that had really noisy pictures, and the computer is going to be able to take the noise out. It's going to be enhanced, zoom, enhanced for your pictures to get noise-free, beautiful skin tones out of those pictures because it'll be able to figure out the information. That brings us to number four on the AI. Detail. And I already kind of mentioned this about hair. So on a social feed, when it's small on on the mobile device, not so big a, a deal to have that detail. But you're going to be able to zoom. And, and you know, we, we do that. 
We, we, do we zoom in on people? I would never zoom in on somebody. <laughs> I know people that are pretty sure they get zoomed in on all the time, not mentioning any names. And when we zoom in, in the future, even if that detail is not there, the AI is going to be able to fill in the detail the same way my eyes can, the same way your eyes are doing that all the time. It knows what hair looks like. It knows what um, skin looks like. It knows it knows what most things look like. And it's going to be able to zoom in on them seamlessly. And again, go back in time and enhance those images to put in detail where there was none because the computer knows, just like your brain does, what should have been there. It'll be able to fill in the gaps. It's going to be really interesting to go back to all those old images that at at the time, I remember when uh, you could first start shooting raw images. We had JPEGs and RAWs and people would be just like, well, why don't you shoot raw? Because in the future, you're going to be able to get better image image quality out of your RAWs, but your JPEGs, they're going to be stuck. Ha ha, not so. I got the CSI Miami computer on my side. Number three, fix exposure. So exposure problems that there's a couple of things going on one is your your phone or your mobile device your camera it's always trying to expose the picture for what it thinks you're taking it sometimes gets it right sometimes doesn't i actually find uh auto like exposure sometimes really annoying sometimes it's handy when i gotta take a picture really quick but sometimes totally blows it and just like what do you think i'm taking a photo of so the AIs of the future, they're going to be able to look at the exposure and where we've got, say, limitations in what's called dynamic range. Dynamic range is, is your range from your shadows to your brights. If you take a picture of somebody who's backlit by the sun, if you open up the shadows so you can see the detail on them, the sky actually becomes very white. If you've got the sun in there, it's, it's totally blown out. Whereas when you're there in person, you can, or at least you believe, you can see that person, you can see blue sky, and you can see the sun. You can't see them all at the same time, because we actually can't see anything at the same time. But your brain puts it together in a way for you where we believe that we're seeing those all at the same time. So we want to see our photos that way. That is going to be possible. Well, why? Well, Your computer knows what clouds look like, sky looks like, sun looks like. As long as you expose the picture for that person that's got the individual detail that it might not know. Like if you've got, if if, if somebody's completely in shadow, a silhouette, if you like, your computer doesn't know what that person looks like. But if you've got that person exposed enough that there's detail there, it's going to be able to enhance the detail, open up the shadows, give you a blue sky, put in the sun. And even in the future, we're going to have screens that have much bigger dynamic range. So currently, if you were to compare a piece of paper to a mobile device, we have very limited dynamic range on a piece of paper. When we look at a photo, we can now put in kind of a a brighter sun and a darker shadow. There's more contrast there. Well, one of the things we can't do, and for, for somebody, one of my first bigger jobs that I used to work on was uh, photographing jewelry. One of the things that's very difficult about that is making things sparkle, especially if you're shooting on white. Uh, When you've got a a screen, the white on your screen, and if you guys have noticed this with product shots or anything 
you ever have to present either either you're shooting your own stuff or you've had somebody photograph it for your for you there's always a disappointment in the sparkles when we put something on white the white of the background is pretty much the whitest anything can be that's that's the amount of sparkle that you've got not so in the future in the future we're going to have greater dynamic range we see that it's listed on televisions now as hdr high dynamic range it it doesn't actually really exist in in our good cameras our good cameras are taking it but we're really not able to display it uh there's a couple of monitors now that can display that that's going to be in our future but the ai is going to correct this for us for our futures so that in the near future in the next two years i am going to be able to see on an affordable monitor not like the five thousand dollar mac monitor that's not affordable for you know most of us that we're going to be able to see uh the sunlight and when we look at the sun it's gonna it's gonna feel brighter it's gonna feel like it has brightness to it when we have an image of a piece of jewelry or something that's got a sparkle on it it's going to sparkle that's going to be magic especially in our social feeds when like sunsets already really do well the uh on a social feed like it in your own social feeds, if you put something with a red sun in the background, things that sparkle get more likes. It, it's just reality. When they really sparkle in the next couple of years, because we have higher dynamic range on our mobile devices, everybody is going to start sparkling things in their image because it's just catcher. It will, it will be the new thing. And again, our computers are going to be able to look back at our old images that had limited dynamic range and it's going to expand that dynamic range going, oh, you know what? That sun is completely blown out there. But just because I like, yeah, I am going to make you a background that, well, that sky probably should have looked like this. And if the sun would have been here and it would have looked like this, kind of the way your brain could do it, but you just can't see it that way, it's going to be able to do it. That is magic. That brings me to the number two, relighting. What's relighting? Well, it's related to that dynamic range. When we take a photo of somebody, if, if you're a photographer, the time you don't want to shoot somebody is midday. When does everybody want to get their photos taken? Midday. <laughs> uh, if you're a wedding photographer, I did that for a time. Here, here's the thing. If, if somebody's a wedding photographer, if, that, if that's the business you work in or you're promoting... There's a time when the photographers would like to take the photos and there's a time when you want to have your wedding <laughs> and those are different times. Invariably, the time for the wedding is not the great lighting hour and we get that high sun, it throws nasty shadows onto our eyes. It doesn't, it doesn't look great and we, we you know what, I, we 100% all suffer from that with our photos, whether you're a professional or you're just taking them for social media or you're taking them for your family. I can tell you 100% for sure, un until at least very recently, the camera does not take the photo. The camera just records the light. The photo, for me, is really about the light that's falling on a subject. That's what'll make the difference. You might not be able to recognize good light, but I could find you good light, and I could say, take a photo there, and you could take it with a crappy iPhone or a great camera. You're going to have a great image and look like a good photographer, and most for me of the photographer thing is about creating or finding great light. 
That is going to change. To the chagrin of great photographers and great lighting people everywhere, but to the great benefit of people with mobile devices and phones, we're going to be able to relight. And and we can actually already do this in Photoshop. Again, at latest iteration of Photoshop, it has some relighting capability. And what they're doing is the computer knows what the shape of a face is. It's extracting that information in 3D. The 3D information isn't, isn't probably there. There's a way that it could be. We're, we're talking about a way where this, it, it's not physically there, but it's creating in its brain a 3D model of your face, kind of, like, kind of like we could do, honestly. And we could imagine somebody relit in different scenarios. That, that's kind of what I do sometimes in my job is when I look at something, I will think about how I would like to light it and how I would like that light to fall on something to make it look dramatically better in the two-dimensional environment that I'm going to, to show people. Computer's going to do that. The image could be enlarged and sharpened. The computer's going to be taking over my job in the next two years of relighting so it will take the light say you you take a photo in bad light during the day shadows under the eyes well the computer now has enough dynamic range to be able to fix all those shadows open those up and completely relight the image to give you a great light effect a great modeling light that's amazing in some ways, in some ways a little sad for the art part of me, but in terms of empowering what we can do and the stories we can say, I am super excited about that. And I'm super excited for everybody to be able to enjoy the outcome of what you can do with that. Number one thing that is going to change in your near future when it comes to AI appearing in your social feed recomposing the format of your image. Zoom. Move in. More. Wait, stop. Stop. Pause it. Rotate a 75 degrees around the vertical, please. This is the, the bane of every editor's existence currently is formatting. So we've got horizontal images. Uh, they're, you know, they're 16 by 9 when you're shooting on video. They're 3 by 2 when you're shooting by stills. Uh, you turn them vertically. People film vertically with their phones, but now you got to put it on a 16 by 9 horizontal timeline. If none of that means anything to you, that is all fine. That's just just a little sample of the pain that the editors go through when they're having to work on projects. Now, already we're seeing AIs that are sorting out formats. What this is going to mean for us, and and this one I'm super happy about, is you're going to be able to take a horizontal photo. A horizontal can already drop into a vertical timeline just by zooming in, but you lose stuff when you do it the other way around. If you're shooting vertically and you got to put something in a horizontal timeline, there's a thing in, in advertising that we often do where we want a negative space on one side to put our copy right and and well we actually probably we all do that in in our social media we want to put some kind of text in an image and we don't have room because we we shot the image and we filled it up well welcome to the future of recomposing so you're going to be able to crop in tighter and the computer's going to be able to create extend your background for you and that's something i can do in photoshop it takes time 
but it's going to be it's going to intelligently do that and do it in a way that fills it in seamlessly and I imagine, because if I'm imagining somebody is going to be working on it, that they're going to have things like simplify. In other words, like simplify that background for me so I can put text on it. One of the things that we struggle with with text is, you know, when we've got to put uh, our text in, in the color that we want on top of a busy image and it gets lost. Well, what if that image was just simpler? And there's different ways that we deal with that. Our future... We're not going to have to think about that because the AI is going to know that we're going to want to place text right in this part of our image. Do we want it simpler? Do we want it moving to this color? And if you've got to build information in your social feed, because for me, it's not about photography. It's about storytelling. And that's what we're doing in visual branding. Sometimes that text is a huge part of the story. Sometimes that is the story. And the image is a supporting character. Our future is being able to do this in creative ways and tell stories much, much faster in different formats. I am super excited for our future. If you're interested in learning more about visual branding, please go and check out yourvisualbrand.com. I created pretty much the first visual branding course that takes you from brand identity through video, teaches you how to run a photo shoot if you're not a photographer, teaches you how to produce, uh, make fantastic videos. I'm not showing you how to use the camera. I'm showing you how to get the people around you to do the things that you need to do from whether you're filling in a social feed, telling people how to fill in a social feed, needing to know how to stay on brand. Everything is codified for business from brand identity all the way to your checkout. Your trajectory in business will absolutely increase through excellent visual branding. And this is what I've designed for you. So go check that out. If you've got questions, please send them my way at alecyourvisualbrand.com. Perhaps I can make a show about your questions and answer all sorts of visual branding things that stump you. In the meantime, fill up your social feed with positivity, awesomeness, something that's going to lead your audience through to your website, done with excellence, and make their world a better place for them. We can all bring a bunch of beauty to this world. I ask a huge favor of you. Would you please tell a couple people about this podcast to share if you think it'll make a difference? And if you'd do me the favor of leaving me a five-star review, man, that would be awesome because that one from my mom, we need a couple more. <laughs> Wishing you a fantastic day. Get out and make the world a better, more beautiful place. Action.